0: I am Dr. Kathleen Hall and this is the way I see it. I think I kind of mirror a lot of people uh, that are uh, feeling a lot of different feelings today. Uh, I ran into Margaret, uh, a gardener friend of mine, and uh, she stopped by on her way to garden somewhere and she said, you know, Kathleen, I just, I can't get my mojo up. I can't get my passion for spring gardening up. I." don't really want to do anything. I I don't want to embark on some great uh adventure. I I need to get myself going and I feel it's spring. I hear the birds. I I know I need to move out of the shadows of covid and the winter, global politics. Um and she said but I feel like I've been in a blender and I I don't know quite how to pour myself out of it. I thought, Oh my God, this is exactly how I feel. This is exactly how so many of my friends feel. And, um, I'm blessed to do so much media and do so many interviews around the world. And yes, this, um, this last year has really taken a toll on us. And I think we're all ready for a revival and i live in the south so when we say revival uh, down here a lot of people think of these baptist or religious revivals or methodist church revivals or but when you look up the word revival it means life giving it means renewed or restored or a great awakening and i think i think that's what we're ready for and and again i don't think it's like some big uh huge Fourth of July bang, you know, big bang thing that's going to happen to us, like a brand new job, a a brand new relationship, a brand new house, whatever it is. I think many of us are coming out tentatively and exhausted. And I don't know about you all, but I don't want to do things the same as I did before the pandemic. I don't want to live life the same way that I did, uh, you know, before. But I, I don't know quite how to emerge. I mean, I, I'm not ready to have, oh, this is my plan. This is one, two, three. This is my personal business plan. My, my new image board I'm going to put on the wall. No, because I don't know what that image is right now. So what, I, what I thought about when I was reflecting on what to talk about this week, I went, you know what, what my soul is reminding me of is, uh, many years ago, I had left wall street and uh, came home and tried to be a full-time mother, and that wasn't me. Uh, and I started a foundation and tried to do that for a while, and, and uh, it's still going, so it's great, but that wasn't me. And, um, and I was this type A, I'm gonna come out of this, you know, just doing something completely different, blah, blah. And then I uh, got really depressed, and, uh, you know, horrible, horrible depression and uh anxiety couldn't get out of it my husband came home one day and he put a newspaper in front of me and it was in the living section and it was a special edition on this nun this roman catholic nun who was in alabama who was at a monastery and um she was a teacher but had been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer cancer and she was quite terminal she was going to die and um so what she did was she embarked on studying all kinds of, slowly, but she embarked on studying all kinds of alternative and complementary medicine. During that time, she studied herbs and she studied um, massage therapy. She studied healing with color, all kinds of really cool things. And so what she did was um, she started, the, they gave her the basement of the monastery at the lower level and she painted it a cool cool color, put a massage table in there. And she started, you know, listening to other people and doing counseling for people that were ill or, ha- or had depression and all this other stuff. And um, she went into remission, total, absolute remission. She got healed. And people, they started actually out of that was the seeds of a spirituality center that that uh, the Benedictine nuns actually started over there for, for healing. Um, and I went, wow, talk about... Coming out of the depths of hell and slowly, you know, not jumping out with a, with a board where you put up pictures of what you want to be or what you want to do or a three-point plan. Slowly emerging and listening, okay, listening to the signs and things of, of what to do. So I was in a really, 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 really bad place. So I called over to the monastery and asked if I could get an appointment with Sister Mary. And I headed out a week later for a week over there. And it transformed my life. Uh, I, I subsequently fell in love with all the nuns, um, became good friends with Sister Mary and many, many, many other nuns. They asked me if I would be interested in doing an oblation and becoming an oblate uh, with this monastery, Sacred Heart Monastery. And I don't know if you know what an oblate is or an oblation. And it's in, uh, I taught early church history when I was at Emory, and I also taught it at another university. So, anyway, what it is, is uh, in the old ancient times, people you know did monastic vows and they went into the monastery—not nuns, uh, monks, priests—but the people that lived in the community were married and they had families. But they still wanted to be a part of that monastic community, so they created a category called oblates. And what you were—you were the next level down, um, or I don't mean down like negative, but another level, which was not the full commitment but to the commitment of doing practices, you know, rituals, being part of the monastery, helping them garden, them helping you if your child was sick. So it was this wonderful community collaboration uh, image. And so I said, oh, I would love to be a part of a bigger community. So I became an oblate and have been a Benedictine oblate over there for a long, wow, I don't even know how long now, I guess, 95, Um, maybe, I don't know. 20 years, 25 years, a long time ago, and um, have loved it, loved the nuns. We've gone through life together. But the reason I'm telling you this story is I went in there, and what I learned, I learned a lot, of course, different things, but one of the biggest things I learned was there was a rhythm to their life that no matter how the wheels came off or whatever enlightenment or highs and lows they went through, there was a rhythm of the life. There was, there was a rhythm through the day, through the year, and they were called rituals, meaning you got up in the morning and you did morning prayers and hymns, then, you know, maybe meditation, then you went and ate, after that you worked in the gardens, or you worked outside, there were nuns that were lawyers, and some that were doctors and different, some, some gardens, some worked in the kitchen, everybody had different working, you worked, then you came back for the noon meal, then in the afternoon you studied. You studied inspirational things. You studied part of whatever your practice was. Then the next stage was getting out in nature. You gardened or walked through the gardens. Then you ate dinner together. Then uh, towards the end of the evening, then you spent time for repose, for reading. So I, even, even for the first week I stayed there, I went there, of course, for the last year, many years of my life. But what it did, it was like an ebb and flow, ebb and flow, just like nature, like, uh, I would say like the ocean, how it comes in, the, uh, waves come in and they go out ebb and flow. And so what it did was even wherever I was psychologically and emotionally, it was like this amazing restoration, uh, that I, I, I knew that I had to bring back into the world somehow in some kind of context. Um, and so then I think it wasn't too, too much later. Uh, I got to, well, went back to school, became a stress expert, and then became an expert in mindfulness and mindful living. And I saw this research article about renewal rituals, and they were doing studies in Sony and other corporations about these rituals that you would do every two or three hours in companies. So every two or three hours, you would take a walk, or you would do a meditation, or you'd eat a snack. And it was 10 to 15 minutes, 10 minutes maybe. And they studied the health outcomes of these people. And I think it was the Harvard Business Review. And they found out that they were healthier. They had more energy. They were more productive. Everything about them was better. I mean, they stayed longer in their employment. They loved it. So I thought, how about if I developed a whole thing, a program or or a process or practices of renewal rituals? So um, that's what I'd like to talk to you about today is... Are you ready for a revival? And how about getting some more ebb and flow rhythm to your life, just like your own little private monastery? I mean, monasteries have been around for thousands of years. And yeah, you don't have to be religious at all. I've been Buddhist monasteries, Sufi, Christian, you name it. Um, and there is, and, and even in Aboriginal tribes and the Native American tribes I've stayed with or lived with, there is this oh, unbelievable, rhythm to their life. And they, I call them renewal rituals because all through your day, not at the end of the day, not on Saturday and Sunday, not on your vacation, but every single day you are renewed by these rituals. So that's what I'd love to talk to you about today is how to prevent mental and physical suffering in your life by learning some renewal rituals and and knowing that our body is not a machine. It's not, it's not a um something you can drive into a service station and get gas and oil and it goes on we're not a computer you can't just unplug us and reboot us your body is a miraculously complex and dynamic entity and it transforms every single time we take a breath from the time you turned on this podcast to now your cells every cell in your body is different it's changed it's breathed it has more protoplasm more uh, oxygen more energy every thought word and action every emotion that you feel every way that you tend to your soul or don't tend to your soul all of these are extremely complicated elements that create your health or they can create your destruction all of these complexities create your entire being and i call it a chemical soup you are processing a hundred thousand chemical reactions every second you're a walking breathing miracle Seriously, you are a walking, breathing miracle. Every thought, every word, every action creates a kaleidoscope of different chemicals and hormones in your body. Remember this. You are your best pharmacy. You're walking, breathing. You're a walking, breathing CVS, a Walgreens, a Walmart pharmacy. Your brain is your highest and best-priced real estate, okay? Your brain determines the quality and quantity of your life. I remember my brilliant, beautiful, gorgeous, articulate mother when she first started getting dementia. I'll never forget, you know, she had a healthy heart, she had a healthy body, but when I watched her brain changed, everything changed about her. So today, let's talk about how to create your best, happiest, energetic life by learning some quick, simple renewal rituals, okay, the renewal rituals. But first, let's take a few minutes and talk about stress the effect of stress on your brain is tremendous stress actually shrinks the brain it slows neurogenesis which is the creation of new brain cells chronic stress has a shrinking effect on your prefrontal cortex okay that's the part of your brain that's responsible for memory and learning so while stress shrinks your prefrontal cortex there's a little part of your brain that is your emotions that's where your emotions are and that's called the amygdala stress actually increases that size Okay, so that makes your brain more receptive to stress and it activates your fight and flight responses. Okay, and it causes strain and increases the pressure in your heart and your blood vessels. Not a good thing. So when you encounter a stressor, your brain and body respond by trimming, excuse me, by triggering chemical reactions. So two hormones they release are adrenaline, which prepares your body for exertion, run, save yourself, and cortisol, which totally regulates your body functions, okay? And these two hormones cause blood pressure to raise, your heart rate to raise, digestive system slows down, your blood clots faster. So these changes, and you know this, these bodily changes cause stress-related diseases, heart disease, stroke, cancer, diabetes, hypertension, obesity, if you've put on weight, especially during the pandemic, half of us have, insomnia, and the list goes on. All of these effects can set the stage for you know, later life, depressions, all kinds of forms of cognitive decline, dementia, Alzheimer's. So the effects of stress also, please remember they destroy a relationship at home, relationships with your family, your coworkers, your community, and most unsettling. When I found this out, it really disturbed me. The effects of stress are passed down to your children. We are now looking at DNA and chronic stress is actually filters down in your DNA And is genetically inherited by your children so your children inherit your stress on a dna level so that's motivation for those of you that are younger and actually have these kids in your life so to sum it up chronic stress weakens your ability to make sound decisions your well-being and it changes the size and the structure and function of your brain okay and real quickly again Habits that hurt your brain is having too much time alone. What have we just gone through COVID? We're wired for social contact. So that's why we're, our brains are in decline as we come out of this horrible situation is because we've been isolated. Worry. What have we done too? We've had an increase of worry. Constant thoughts. Worry exhausts the brain. Junk food. Junk food has increased consumption as much as 70 75%. And what we know is parts of the brain linked to learning, memory and mental health are smaller and in people that eat hamburgers, french fries, potato chips, soft drinks and people that eat conversely, people that eat berries, or whole grains, or leafy vegetables, their brain function doesn't decline and it's actually larger. Okay, watch headphones. All these people wear earbuds, earbuds and headphones. Please Never turn them up more than 60% of your maximum device's volume. These are causing hearing problems long-term and they're causing damage to your brain. Okay. Also not moving enough. A lot of us during COVID stayed home and didn't move our bodies. Get your body moving, walk around the block. You know, when you're watching TV, lay down and do, you know, move your legs, Uh, keep a little weight there, move your arms. And you know, we know that hunger and overeating also directly affects the brain. And hydration, people don't think about water. What we know is the brain needs water, water, iced tea or warm tea, nutritious coffee, because when water levels are too low, your brain cells can't function properly. A dehydrated brain shows increased sign of neural activation, and it's because it's being stressed. It's got to work harder. Make sure you're drinking, stay hydrated, or staying in the dark too much. Get outside, get a little light, okay? So... The things we've talked about are challenges, but hey, let's talk about the good news because we're ready for a revival, new life, new restoration, okay? How can you slow and even reverse the effects of stress and aging and all the other things? What we know as self-care and renewal rituals were central to philosophies of antiquity. we Aristotle and even the Stoics talk about it. And the good news is, it's been here all the time. Greeks, Buddhist practices, other spiritual traditions have actively used renewal rituals. So, practicing self-care, you're better equipped to handle the state of your stress. So, your brain needs renewal and relaxation. Okay? So, here's five good reasons to relax, too. You need to relax because your best ideas, the best ideas when I started companies, when I trademarked things, when I got new marketing ideas, they all came out of a meditation or when I was in the swimming pool. Remember, your best ideas come when you're relaxed and your mind needs to rest and recharge. The brain becomes more resilient to stress, okay? It's like a muscle. So it gets stronger that when it is stressed and you have your triggers, it doesn't release the same amount of hormones, okay? Stress hormones. And it's good for your body. Okay, so those are some, so let's go on and talk about some life-saving renewal rituals for your mind, for your body, and for your soul. Okay, how about S is for serenity? S is for serenity. I want you to remember this, let's let's go back a little, the renewal rituals, I want you to remember, remember this acronym, self-care, S-E-L-F. Okay? The reason it is, each of these is four different categories. So every two to three hours, choose S, choose E, choose L, choose F. Self care. Okay? You can remember that. Self care. It's about you, your revival. Self care. S, E, L, F. Okay? S is for serenity. We're going to talk about that. E is for exercise, getting your body moving. L is for love, community. And F is for, you guessed it, food. S E L F. So every two hours, every three hours, set your timer on your phone or set a timer somewhere else and, or have a friend call you and go, Hey, what have you done? So you kind of keep doing it. So S is for serenity, which is the opposite of stress. And like we said, at the minute you start to do anything in the relaxation area, you're a moon boost, boost goes through the roof, it reduces your stress hormones, your blood pressure, heart rate go down. So any of these serenity or relaxation practices I'm gonna mention right now is just two to four minutes, reduces stress right away. And I love all the relaxation apps. Most of them work. Some of them are hokey, but most of them work. We have, a, you can go to the app stores. We have Mindful Living Network app. We have meditations on there. We've got stress tips. All kinds of things. Our meditation room is great. All kinds of different meditations. The Calm app C-A-L-M. All of these things can do a three to five minute meditation or guided imagery meditation. So do a short meditation anywhere. Um, Sometimes I even do them in the car. Choose a simple short phrase like um, peace, surrender, let go, let God, anything you love. um, I am immersed in love. Uh, Close your eyes. Take deep cleansing breath to the count of four. Inhale to the count of four. One, two, three, four. Exhale to the count of four. Okay. And then at the same time, if you can't get your mind quiet, say something like, let go, let God, to the count of four. Let go, let God. Exhale to the count of four. While you're exhaling, let go. Or you might want to say surrender to the count of four. Surrender. One, two, three, four. And then slowly say surrender on the exhale. Surrender. Any short phrase or word that may help your mind calm down. Okay. Your worries, your thoughts may go away. Okay. Another thing I use for my imagery, because sometimes my brain... like a race car sometimes i just have to pretend i'm turning on a fan by my brain and it's blowing all my thoughts off my brain cells (laughs) i do i have to admit i do that sometimes i pretend i have a hair blower and i blow my brain cells so i pretend That it's blowing all the um, (laughs) words or things I'm thinking away. So you get your own deal. Remember, everybody's different. Everybody grew up different. Everybody's got DNA that's totally different. I've worked with patients for God knows most of my life. And I will tell you, no two things work for the same people, hardly. So go inside yourself. What works best for you? I'm going to give you some more uh, suggestions. and, And whichever one of these works better for you. Repeating a positive affirmation. We talked about, I am in control. I am strong. I am love. Okay, those are positive affirmations while you're breathing in and out. All of these, though. Breathe in to the count of four. Breathe out to the count of four while you're doing each of these, any of these. Next is music. Research shows us that music calms your body, mind, and soul, and you release all kinds of relaxation hormones. So keep your favorite. Do a playlist of relaxation only. And again, while you're listening to it, inhale, Two, three, four. exhale or while you're listening to your favorite beautiful and you may want shamanic drumming. I love that. I do that all the time. It's healing drumming. You can download a shamanic drumming then on your iPad, um iPhone, excuse me, your i smartphone and I'll I alternate between music, I do pot of a set of affirmations. I love it. I I think of it like going to a candy store or going to Baskin Robbins with 31 flavors of ice cream. I have fun with this. I play with it. So I love shamanic drumming. It's it's more of a fast drumming. And what it does, that staccato uh, sound changes the brain and actually relaxes the brain almost immediately, and it makes it balance your right and left lobe. So try that, too. I love listening to drumming. Another one is ecotherapy. Download Nature sounds. It's another one I love to do. I love goldfinches, and I love cardinals, and I love indigo bluebirds. So I have downloaded those sounds. And so I'll do a three to five minute meditation. Just, of course, my mouth is smiling from ear to ear because I am in bliss, listening to these birds sing in the woods. So that may be one. But one of my staff people, Andrea, she hates birds. See, so that would not work for her, okay? So, and music. Let's use an example of that. My husband is not a music person. If I forced him to do a meditation, inhale one, two, three, four, exhale one, two, three, four with music, That would never, ever work. So ecotherapy is the one where you listen to nature sounds. You may want to listen to the ocean. uh, I have some people with PTSD and for ecotherapy, which means animals too, they love to hear the cat purr sound. So you can get uh, apps that actually have 50 different sounds so you can go around and play with them. Another one that I love and I do when I take my naps, uh, because I try to take a nap every day, is, um, I love, um, uh, um, gosh, what is it? Uh, uh, white noise. That's what it is. I have a white noise app and you can, it's got pink noise, brown noise, noise. And I don't know if you know about noise. It has different decibels and it has different, does different things. The pink noise actually puts you to sleep quicker. So my brain is so trained that I lay down in the afternoon I turn on my pink noise, okay, and I've got my earphones on. I'm out immediately for 20, 30 minutes, and then I wake up automatically and take it off. And it puts your brain at a deeper resting. So you might want to do that. Also naps are important. Don't forget naps. Um, Love this. So anyway, you can do that anywhere too. Do it in your car before, you, you know, leave work, go out in your car. You can do it in the corner of a room, in a closet, in a bathroom. Um, anywhere, any place, anytime you create your own beautiful serenity cave or meditation room, your own private meditation room. Okay. That goes with you wherever you go. Serenity ease, exercise, get that body moving. Okay. And again, this doesn't mean going to a gym. That's all all my cardiac rehab patients I had were, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to a gym. No, walk. Gandhi walked, Buddha walked. Jesus walked, Martin Luther King Jr. All these holy people walked. They walked for justice, for love, for health. Walking, just walk three, five times a week, okay? Walk around your block. You know, walk everywhere. It's wonderful. It's healing. It makes you think. Some of my greatest creative ideas happen when we walk. Um, uh, Get a new piece of furniture. Uh, get it, it, For those of you that do have room for a treadmill or a... Uh, uh, one of those walker climber things put it in front of a tv that'll get you exercise while you're watching your favorite recorded tv program you can do that i do that at night i record law and order svu and what i'll do is get on my uh, gym thing and lift some weights yoga you can do yoga anytime any place you can do chair yoga at work you can do it in your car you can do yoga stretches while during the commercials or while you're watching your favorite binge movie yoga gets your body moving. We know it has tremendous health outcomes. And then finally is family exercise. Uh, from the time my children were born, and of course they're hard-grown adults now, we ate dinner every day of our lives. After dinner, I pulled everybody outside for a walk. We also had a basketball hoop and we had a badminton net up all the time. So we either walked around the block together, we played a little badminton or shot hoops. One thing it gets them used to learning to exercise at a young time, but also uh, what else I loved about it was that, um, that, you know, if you ask your kids how they're doing or your husband, they're going to answer, ah, fine. School is fine. They'll give you a short staccato answer. But if you're exercising, walking, shooting hoops, playing some badminton, hey, how was your day, Susan? They're going to go, you know, mom, they're more relaxed. They'll divulge more about their friends. They'll divulge more about what's going on in their life. So do it. It's a wonderful practice. We still do it today, of course. Every time they come over to eat, every time we get together, we go for a walk, shoot hoops, or do something afterwards. It's something our family has done since the beginning of time. Also, please, when you're doing these things, watch your posture. Make sure that your kids, you, are, you know, make sure, because again, I'm at the other age, and I watch older people that have curved spines. Their shoulders slump when they walk. If you start this young, make sure you check your posture. Also, as you get older, you'll have less back problems, less neck problems, less knee and ankle problems. Also, I suggest you take a brisk walk. Okay, get get, kind of bounce it. What we know is that it gets your heart rate faster and it's a healthier walk. Okay, so it's really, really wonderfully inspiring. So get that body moving. That's E is exercise. Okay, let's go back. S. E-L-F, S is for serenity. Okay, you spend three to five minutes relaxing. E is exercise, spend a few minutes moving that beautiful, perfect body. L is love. What we know is research is hands down showing isolation kills, community heals. You've got to get some kind of relationship with something or someone. Meet a friend, a co-worker at least once a week. We're just coming out of the pandemic. What we've done is, even when it was winter, we put coats on and hats and we stayed six to eight feet apart and met in the driveway. It is that critical of a health issue. Please, we went for walks. Get together, now with COVID, if you can, keep your mask on, but meet somehow. Outside restaurants, we still, I'm not traveling and I am not going to inside restaurants, but you can figure out a way to meet outside, okay? We have a front porch. We also, Jim and I'll sit on the front porch, neighbors come by. They'll sit in these chairs that we've placed there, and we all have community talks. Get creative. Also, get in a group. Get in a study group, a card group, an exercise group. You can do all this online. Okay, right now with Zoom. But you can also um, get in different kind of groups. A study group, again, stay six to 10 feet apart, meet outside. You can do these things. So gardening club, it's getting gardening season. Investing club. Just think of it. I've got two tribes that I adore. They're completely different groups of women. But we have been faithful one for six years and one for 20 years, well, 25 years. Uh, Phone support. Make sure you keep a group of people on the phone. You can send video messages. Make sure you look at photos that you love. They relax you. They make you feel loved. Remember, this is all about love. And also always write five things per day you're grateful for. Every day, I don't care what you do, keep a little pad and paper somewhere. by the TV. Uh, In the kitchen, where you eat breakfast, write five things down you're grateful for. It'll send you right back to love. I promise you this. And make sure you compliment other people. I've noticed that when you compliment people, it opens their heart, mind, and soul. And there's an immediate love connection there. So, um, you know, kind of love. Love, 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 love. Be love, okay? If anything in your life, if you're love, serenity is wonderful and relaxation, unbelievable health outcomes. Exercise, you're going to live longer. 40% 40% reduction of cancer and all disease. But you know what? If you if you focus on the L one, I don't care what you do. Make that your taproot. You can't go wrong. So we have S is for serenity. E is for exercise. L is for love. F is for food. And who doesn't love food? Um, just some quick tips. Food is medicine. Food is healing. It regulates your moods. It regulates your sleep, your health, your happiness, Make sure you eat breakfast every single day. It increases your, your metabolism, which helps keep your weight down. And also, it helps with mood swings psychologically. Don't eat at your desk, ever. Go outside. Go to a break room. I don't care where you go. Keep some placemats, maybe in your drawer at work. Pretty, happy, colored. Change them in seasons. Change them for holidays. Um, and a napkin. And, and make it a bright, happy color of flowers you love. That's your time. Okay, here we go. That is your time. Don't wipe it or stick it in with work or on your desk. Please, it's a sacred time. Eating has always been sacred throughout cultures. Uh, Omega-3s, research shows it helps with uh, anxiety, stress. So try to take omega-3 supplements. They're inexpensive now. You can find them almost anywhere. Also, look for vitamin B6s. How you get that is through food. Vitamin B6 increases serotonin. It calms and heals the body make sure you eat bananas, tuna, turkey, salmon, rice, sweet potatoes. Just google where are my sources of vitamin B6, okay? Really important. Next is blueberries, they actually um cause cell growth in the brain. New new studies show it actually creates neurogenesis. So try to freeze some, eat them as snacks. Uh wonderful. Drink water. We talked about hydration, but water helps the brain and body relax. It it literally de-stresses the body. If you don't get enough water your body gets stressed and enjoy a snack keep snacks on hand Uh, i keep cashews i keep almonds i keep tangelos little tangerines keep wonderful snacks on tap i freeze strawberries that i love to suck on freeze blueberries take a tea break don't ever underestimate the calming ritual of a tea ritual i have a teapot and a, a teacup i have different colors different china patterns And I have a little tray that has hibiscus and orange and lavender and chamomile. Play with it. Play with it. It's your tea break. Okay? Have fun with it. And things that are going to challenge you are energy drinks. They're really not good for relaxation at all or renewal. Um, Sugar can make you really hyper. Of course, alcohol wears your body out completely. Um, also different ways of nourishing yourself with your food is read an article during your break, read something that you love, peg it and put it in your notes or put it somewhere, put the, um, destination, your online destination and read it during a break, read a short read, a short article, uh, or, or listen to five minutes to a beautiful podcast you love or your favorite music. So again, these are renewal rituals, do them every two to three hours, maybe four hours, and create your own uh, serenity cave, your own private monastery, your own sacred space. I promise you, it'll change your life. You can have your own personal revival every day of your life and switch them around. So each time every two to three hours, I'll go, hmm, SELF, I have to do all four today. Uh, and I want to do all four. It's not, it's not a pain or trouble. So let me see. Um, I'm hungry, so I think I'll do my food one at my 10 o'clock one. And then at 1 or 2 o'clock, I'll do, okay, I'm going to do my serenity, my relaxation. I'm going to listen to guided imagery, or I'm going to listen to my birds. So then about 4 o'clock, I may do the exercise and go, hey, I'm going to walk around the block or, you know, whatever. And then maybe at the 7 or 8 one, I may text a friend. I may go out on the front porch and try to find a neighbor to talk to. Or Jim and I may go on a walk and share our day. So see, you can work the S-E-L-F, serenity, exercise. Love, food, okay? Remember that, because that those will be the categories, the areas of your renewal rituals that will literally revive your life anytime. And also, you know, I, I tell people, when you age, it's not really about living longer. We're all gonna live a lot longer nowadays. It's about living independently longer, okay? So that's what you want. You wanna be my age and be able to run around the block like I can, you know, call somebody, laugh, Go have lunch with somebody until your ribs hurt from laughing. Okay. And this is the way you do it with renewal rituals. So I'm about to close. Uh, remember, we have a great newsletter. Go to MindfulLivingNetwork.com or our O-U-R-M-L-N. Please have your friends, co-workers, family members, everybody sign up for it. It's a great newsletter. Talk about revival. I hope we will help revive you. And uh, contact me. Let me know your comments or what you'd like us to talk about. Contact me at OurMLN.com, info, excuse me, uh, info at OurMLN.com or info at MindfulLivingNetwork.com. Please remember, please remember, when you go to our site, the tagline we live by is we are one people, one planet, one future. We are one people who have the destiny of one planet and your future is my future, is our future. So we have one future. It's our world. Let's hold our hearts and hands and help heal ourselves and heal our world. Please, please share us with your family, your friends and community. Let's do this together. The more mindful we are, the greater we raise our vibrational frequency, our love titers and hope, hope for our kids, our family, ourselves, everything. So thank you. Thank you for joining me today for talking about your revival. Take care of yourself. Goodbye.